Hi, I'm Jen Greaves, and this is Type One on One, the podcast that delves into the obscure, complex, and challenging world of life with Type One diabetes. Type One on One: The Diaries is a special spin-off series that brings you all the usual stuff about the highs and lows of this insulin-laden life. But this series, I'm chatting non-stop with my friend Amy Bennett, who also happens to live with Type One. Non. Stop. Hello, Jen. Hello. It's just what we do. It's what we do. I am a newly diagnosed baby diabetic, so I feel very, very lucky to have a close friend, Jen, uh, who I actually knew before diabetes, to experience just how wonderful it is to share the frustrations, the mishaps, the challenges, and all of the funny bits of living with type 1 diabetes. Lol. We pick each other up when we've had one of those days, and we know how fortunate we are to have a close friend who just gets it, because let's face it, not everybody does us. So we're inviting you into the coven. As you'll likely know if you're listening to this, type 1 diabetes is 24-7. So each week we're bringing you the diary of what we've been up to and what our diabetes has been doing too. And Jen and I are both different. Of course, there is no perfect way to do diabetes. Although if there is, please hit me up. I would absolutely love to know. It's not one size fits all. So we really hope that the diaries show you that. And also we are not medical professionals. We are just trying to make the best of a situation. So please don't listen to us if you're looking for medical advice. Seriously, we are not the guys. Don't do it. We're two adult women who are just trying to figure this out and we hope our stories might help you too. Welcome to Type 1 on 1, The Diaries, the weekly podcast in which myself, Jen Greaves, and my lovely friend here, Amy Bennett. Hello, Amy. Hi, Jen Greaves. Talk about the literal, metaphorical, experiential highs and lows of living with the chronic (laughs) illness that is Type 1 diabetes. I don't even know what I mean by experiential, but we're going with it. It sounds fancy. (laughs) I don't even know what that word means, really. It feels like one of those words I would just say to make myself sound clever, but I don't really know what it means. I think that's exactly what just happened, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) A solid start. We're in. How are you doing, my darling? I am hot. Jen, it's really, really hot here at the moment. It is 32 degrees in my flat. It's 25 to 12 at night. I've got the fan on full blast. Sorry if you can hear it. And I've got the dog who is panting sitting next to me. So very sorry, everyone, for the background noise. But honestly, I can't, I can't melt. I cannot melt. We don't want you melting away in situ on the podcast. Also, I quite like it because, well, I'm suggesting to everyone that they view it as you're here with us. You're in the living room with us, albeit we're not in the same room or even in the same country, but you're kind of, mm. you're in the ambiance. Mm-hmm. Another fancy word from Jen Greaves. That one, I do actually know what it means. <laughs> to be fair, I know what that one means as well. So, Jen, yeah. where in the world are we? Da, 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 da. Jen's global tour continues. We've moved countries. I am now in Nicaragua. Wow, she fancy. What do you know about Nicaragua so far? How long have you been there? I've been here all of not even 48 hours, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry, Milu's really snoring on my lap. <laughs> and I can't bear to move her because she's such a hot dog. It's 20 to midnight. We definitely can give Milu the credit for that. Well, that's all fine. 
I've got an ice pack in a tea towel on my lap as well. And she's like, oh, poor little thing. Sorry. Amy sent me a picture just before we started recording saying she was going to have to leave the fan on. And it's a picture of Milu with this towel wrapped over her head. And it's really given me like nun's habit vibes. It's very cute. She is a nun. She's super sweet. She's great. We love Milu. She's really struggling in this heat. Like her mother. I've had 8 million hypos. Anyway... Take me back to Nicaragua, 48 hours. 48 hours, and I did my first solo land border crossing. So needless to say, that is an escapade in itself, and we'll definitely get into that in a bit. But feeling good, it was just the time to move on, you know? Like, I'm doing this thing, doing the adventures, going with the flow. I mean, it's, it's such an interesting way to live. I'm doing this sort of slow version of... I'm not really backpacking, am I? Because I unpack everywhere no. and I get set up and it's not like hoofing about with a backpack. I literally don't working. have a backpack. And I'm working. So it's all very different. You do but... have a backpack, I... just not one of those kinds of backpacks. Yeah, I'm a bit more of a bougie traveller, but it's because I'm earning that I can keep going. So it's good. I, this is probably the first time I've really ventured out on my own. But I'm actually in a co-live situation here, which is also a new thing. I did a group program before, so that's not new. But yeah, it's really interesting. Obviously, lots to consider when it comes to type 1 diabetes, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But yeah, we'll just keep going. We'll just keep doing the adventures and having the experiences and living the life, you know? Lovely time. Yeah, lovely, lovely time. time. Weirdly, I'm not as hot as you, even though I'm in Central America. It's just insanely hot. I'm not complaining. I love it, but not when you're trying to move house and all your things are everywhere and you don't know where any of your clothes are. No, and that is a recipe for a serious amount of hypos, or it certainly was last time I moved house. Yeah, I've had loads. Like this, this last week, you've had loads of hypos. I had four today. Yeah. And what's weird about it, what is weird about it is I don't feel them. Like I would feel a normal hypo. I haven't felt them. Is that because you're busy like lifting and moving and running around? No, it was when I was in the car earlier on. I got in the car and I was 5.5 with a straight across arrow. So I thought, cool, I'm good. Literally within about five minutes of being in the car, 4.1 and dropping. And I was like, how did this happen? I get that though. Like if I've been moving about a lot, like some vigorous cleaning back when I actually had a flat that I actually lived in. I'd be fine while I was doing it and it would catch up on me later in the day. So I wonder if it's that kind of thing. You know, you've done lots of moving about and then it sort of creeps up on you later because yeah. all systems in your body are firing. And there's a lot of like, you know, stress, adrenaline, mm. mind, busyness. Like there's loads going on there. Yeah, last time I moved, not the time I packed up my whole life and left the country, but the time before that, mm. we moved across London and one single day it was 30 degrees that day and we had three flights mm-hmm. of stairs and it was the like windiest rickety staircase to get up and the moving guy saw it and I definitely think he like considered whether it was worth the money to actually move us or not or just leave us stranded in the road to do it ourselves oh my god <laughs> do you remember when you and I went on an escapade to get that um tv unit and, oh um, yeah it was that move they brought it out in bits They brought it out in pieces and you were like, nope, we're going to make sure this goes together before we leave. We're going to make sure all the parts. And I'm glad you did because there was a bit missing, wasn't there? And they had to go and fetch it. Yeah, they were missing a shelf or a door or something. I was like, I can't walk away with this Ikea jigsaw puzzle, not Mm. knowing if it's all there. And bless him, he was like cleaning it as he put it together because it had been stashed somewhere. But I love 
love like a Facebook marketplace bargain. You've been doing some bargain hunting this week online, haven't you? Yeah, I've literally just got back from picking up a new dining table. Very beautiful situation. I'm thrilled. I've not moved in yet. The only thing that literally the only things that are in my new flat is the dining table that I just took there and... I keep picking up prints on my way out every time I go down there just because they're really difficult to move. You know, the ones that are too big for a box. So I keep picking up things that are tricky to move, like blankets and pillows and things like that. I'm taking all of that stuff every time I go down and back and forward. So Lovely. Well, you've got a table to eat off and some soft furnishings to make yourself feel at home. So you're good to go. The main thing is you've got the keys. This has been such a long time coming. So yay. Yeah. And also the next time you speak to me in podcast format, I will be in the new place. So it's very exciting. I will be much calmer and will hopefully be more less tired and more concise. That's okay. You're doing all of this with type 1 diabetes. It's one of the most stressful things you can do anyway. You're also the strong, independent woman that you are doing most of this by yourself. Listeners, she's like rewiring lights and all sorts. Every time I speak to her, she's like, sorry, I'm just um, sorting out the meter board. I'm like, what? How? Like, you're such an adult. (laughs) (laughs) So... The fact that you're even making sense is is I'm great the work. least adult adult ever, I think. That's not I think true. I'm like fairly irresponsible or lax with responsibilities generally. But to be fair, I knew that after moving out of this place, I know that I'm going to be so exhausted. So instead of coming back here to clean it, I've just booked a cleaner to do it. Good I for just you. can't. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. And um, like you've done enough. You don't need to justify it. And also I think things that you Booking that cleaner buys you time, which is your highest value item at the moment. Yeah, you're so right. 100%. And also it might buy me a lion, which would be good. For one second there, I thought you said a lion. I was like, you dream oh big, God, girl. I would love a lion as well. <laughs> That'd be cute. My new back garden. <laughs> yeah, you've got a garden now. So exciting. I know. I bet you can't wait to come home. Hang oh, out yeah. in the garden. Oh, yeah. My you. second home, unofficially. Yeah, you know, <laughs> listen, listen. I started getting post for Jen to my house and I was like oh this is cute she sent me a present listeners it was not a present something I needed and I didn't tell Amy because she was in the midst of something very busy and big for work so I just was like well it can turn up and it'll wait till I get there no no Amy opened it because she thought it was a gift (laughs) you'd you to be fair you have sent me gifts before yeah I do send gifts great work Jen you're welcome you've reminded me i should do that more i've still got your birthday present here anyway side note side note let's do a podcast let's talk about diabetes for a bit yeah um because i think that's what this podcast is about sorry guys you you really are dropping into our weekly catch-up <laughs> at this sorry. point <laughs> sorry everyone we'll go back to diabetes this is where everyone logs off sorry logs, <laughs> logs off oh my god what year am i living in <laughs> sorry it's it's me off of 1998 got a real visual there of the msm butterfly Yes. Do, 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 do. yes that was also t- i'm absolutely tone deaf sorry about that right so highs and lows this week we've both got like a metaphorical high and low i have had eight bazillion hypos but like it's hot no one cares um so... <laughs> it's diabetes no one cares it's diabetes, podcast done no one cares. 
boring. Let's talk about our metaphorical diabetic highs and lows this week because we've both got a story and yours is so heartwarming and joyous that let's start the diabetes chat with that because mine is miserable. Yeah. We've both had pretty big weeks, it's fair to say. We're both moving in a very different way. So the last episode of the podcast, I was in Costa Rica and I went to the capital city, San Jose, to then take a bus across to Nicaragua, where I am now. So I had one night in San Jose, packed up, you know, everything I've got with me, brought it to San Jose, got to this hotel room and I splashed out a little bit, not anything extravagant, but it was a nicer hotel than I'd stayed in, I think, when I landed in Costa Rica. I didn't really consider it, but most hotels of that kind of vibe generally have some sort of mini bar fridge situation in the room, more often than not. So I didn't really think about it, and that's on me. I should have checked. And you can absolutely, when you're booking these things, email the hotels to see what the situation is, but I didn't. And I got there and I was like, hmm, okay, I've got a lot of insulin with me, obviously, because I'm traveling for a few months. And not only that, I need it to survive. So I need to put this insulin somewhere. So I went down to the front desk, back to the man who'd been very helpful at check-in. I'd sort of run in in a bit of a whirlwind, as I do with all my stuff. And I needed to change out of my shorts and into my jeans, but my room wasn't ready. And I wanted to change my shoes. And I'd put some shoes, some flip-flops in a bag. So I was like turning things over and he was like are you all right then I was like yeah do you mind if I just do this and he's like no 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 because the room wasn't ready so I was kind of just exploding in hotel reception which I'm sure he was overjoyed about but anyway we had a bit of a thing going he was very very helpful and friendly I went back downstairs and in my broken Spanish was trying to say like I have diabetes I need a fridge this is my insulin insulin in Spanish is insulina it's very handy oh I love her yeah it's like that song I was thinking of the girl from Ipanina. This is a very different song. Ipanina, yeah. Girl from Insulina goes walking in. Do you know how we both know that song? How? From tap. It was a tap exercise to that song. Was it? Oh my gosh. Last time me and Amy were together and had a night out, we came home and did a full jazz syllabus for at least 45 minutes in our hotel room. Do you remember? Oh yeah, when we were at the coast. Yeah, it was was special. I do that in my garden when you come home. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, sidetracked, sidetracked again. I tried to ask this man if he could store my insulin in the fridge. Now, I considered that it was going to go into the kitchen, which makes me a little bit nervous. Like separating from that bag of lifeline is quite a nervous thing. Like no one would ever throw it away. But to be separated from a bag, that literally means life to you. Like I was a bit nervous about it. And he was like, oh, we've got a fridge right here. And it was right at the desk. And I was like, that's great. Like it's right there. And obviously it's not in the kitchen where people are in and out of it all day. So that made me feel a lot better. I went to do a bit of work for for a while and he comes running over about five minutes later saying Jenny 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 I'm like yes yes I'm here and he turns around to me and then this one sentence my heart almost exploded he just goes I'm I'm going upstairs I'm just going to put a fridge in your room and honestly I almost burst into tears right there I would have done it was just in that one fell swoop made me feel so assured and so comfortable and so happy and so calm and like I think 
the idea of moving countries, you know, I had some nerves and things going anyway. And it just really was like a lovely touch of faith. And I'd like to now call him Costa Rican Kevin, inspired by your friend at the swimming pool who helped you when you had a hypo. Actually, Costa Rican Kevin, he's called Jorge. So big love to Jorge who saved the day. Oh my goodness, what a guy. What a guy. I love that. Yeah, he really just went above and beyond. The little things, because, you know, there are, I'm sure there, there are people who ask for a fridge and they don't need it for a medical reason. They just want to have cold water or whatever, or, mm. you know. And he recognised that it wasn't because you were just being like a diva. It's <laughs> because it would really help you out. Like it does make you feel nervous when it's not in your eyeline. I feel the same. I had to put mine into like a fridge in the kitchen at, um, when I first was diagnosed in the Philippines. And the people that ran the place were so lovely. They were so mm. nice. I trusted them. But it was weird because I had this like feeling the whole time I was there like mustn't forget the insulin when I'm when I leave mustn't forget the insulin you know because we were moving on to another place my bus was at 6 a.m the next morning so I knew that whoever I would talk to at 4 30 or 5 a.m probably wouldn't be the person that had put it in the fridge so would they be able to get it would Mm. everything be locked like you know there's just a lot going on in your head yeah and it just made it all go away yeah it was lovely that is so good well done Costa Rican Kevin Jorge thank you Jorge Much appreciated. Well, I'm glad that you had such a positive experience. I really do think it makes all the difference, doesn't it? And it also settles your mind for like the next place you go. Yeah, and especially when you're traveling alone, that sort of stuff really means a lot, even more so, I think, because you haven't got someone to kind of help you through all this or figure it out with you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So tell me about one of your... Lols. Metaphorical highs slash lows. Oh, we're going, we're going down, aren't we? We're going low. Yeah. This, this is a shit okay. story, everyone. So get ready <laughs> to feel miserable. For every Jorge, there needs to be... <laughs> There's a... I don't know what this woman was called, but here's the story. I got on the bus. I was going to the studio to record some podcasts. I got on the bus. I had Milu, my little dog, with me. And that morning, my sensor had expired... And I knew that I had a trial of Dexcom arriving and I didn't want to have to wait another two weeks to start the Dexcom. So the Dexcom arrived as I was leaving the flat and I just didn't have time to read all the instructions and do all the stuff to get it going. So I was like, right, I would just take some test strips and a meter and a finger pricker. Off I go on my merry way. It was Friday. It was a hot day last Friday. And I get to the bus stop and I think, oh, haven't eaten today, feel a little bit wibbly wobbly. I'll test my bloods when I get on the bus, I say to myself. So I get on the bus and there's always a seat. There's like two seats nearest to the driver and they're always for disabled people. And there's a woman sitting on the outside, you know, like the aisle edge side. And she looks at me and she looks at my dog and she shuffles over. And so I say to her, oh, thank you so much. And I go to sit down and she says, oh, no. I wasn't moving for you. You can't sit here. I'm scared of dogs. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I was like, I sort of need to sit down. Are you telling me I can't sit here because you're scared of dogs? And she was like, there's loads of other seats. And I said, well, you're sitting in the accessibility seat and there's two seats here and I, and I need to sit down. It's for disabled people. She said, you're not disabled. And I said, mm, well, yes, I am actually. And she fired back really quickly. I bet you know what's coming. 
she said, well, you don't look disabled. And I said, uh, well, I am. And it's not for you to dictate how disabled someone is by looking at them. And so she huffs and puffs and she gets out of the seat and she's like, mm, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I was like, that's fine. And she's like, well, I did say sorry. And I was like, that's fine, but you can't talk to people like that. Like you can't make assumptions about somebody's physical abilities based on what they look like. And in that time, I needed to sit down just so I could check my bloods. I think if I had a sensor on, it probably wouldn't have been, you know, as much of an issue. Um, but to, in in my defense, she had shuffled over. So I thought that she was giving up a seat for me. Um, not even giving up a seat because she was still sitting down. Like, And it's not really about whether you've got a sensor or not. No, but I only really, I only really needed to sit down because I needed to prick my fingers, and obviously that's difficult to do standing on, up on a bus while you're holding a no, dog. No, you were well within your rights, hundred percent. Yeah, so I pricked my fingers, and all was fine. I was like five point one, so I was like my lower end of normal range, but I was okay. And then later on that day, I went to see my diabetic psychotherapist, and I was chatting to him about it, and he was saying, you know. You're well within your rights to feel like that. But remember, you'll never see her again, he said. You'll never see her again. So you know, you've got to let it go out of your head and stop. Because I was, I felt sad all day. I was like, I can't stop crying. I was really, Aww. really upset by this thing. Anyway, Saturday comes around and I've just taken the dog for a walk. And I'm walking through this like a sort of alleyway between my, my flat and the park. And as I approach the alleyway, I see the same woman. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How did you feel? Yeah, the day after, um, I was like, and I swerved. Yeah. I, like, made, I started walking towards the alleyway and then I like pretended that, well, I don't know what I did. I just turned around and walked in a different direction. Oh my gosh, what are the odds? I know. That's wild. I know. It just makes me sad for how she can have her own misconceptions, but to put that on you and to make you feel like you need to justify yourself when you actually have a need and you're thinking about these other things and it's like you have to state your case almost and she did it very loudly on a busy bus and I burst into tears naturally but I I I don't know I was just a bit like you can't make decisions about what I can and can't do you know just by looking at me and I think some people and I don't think this counts for her, but I do think that some people use that you don't look disabled and they think it's like a compliment. Mm, interesting. I've never really considered that. Well, I was just thinking to myself, what would it have taken for her to have believed me? Right. And then the thing that had started to really upset me throughout the day, which is the thing that I worked through with my therapist, is no one is ever going to consider the work that I have to do day in, day out to keep myself effectively alive because I don't look like I do. Mm. And I was talking to my friend. So my friend has got, um, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, she's got an autoimmune disease which causes like a form of arthritis. And so she has flare-ups where she has real big mobility issues. And she used to have a disabled badge on her car because of that. And she said, I stopped using the disabled badge because I would get out of my car and people would look at me like with a judgmental look. And I felt like, you know, like you almost feel like you're going to get caught out. Yeah, like you're doing something wrong, even like, though you're absolutely not. That's how I not. felt. Like I yeah. was doing something wrong because I wanted to sit in the seat. But you know, as I said, she's shuffled over, so I thought that she was gesturing for me to sit down. Yeah, 
Not because she's scared of my stupid tiny dog that looks like a mouse. <laughs> and you know what? Like those seats when they're free, you're actually also still entitled to sit there. Yeah. Anyway, I need to just let it go. The therapist was like, you need to stop talking about it. You need to stop thinking about it. And one of my friends asked me about it afterwards. And I was like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to let it go. And so I've talked about it now. And I'm not going to talk about it again. Okay. Well, I think you handled it really well. Thanks. I don't because I cried. And I I was like a bit hysterical at one point. Like, it's not for you to decide. And I shouldn't have to put up with people like you every day. That's kind of what came out. Um, I think I told the story with a lot more grace than how I actually handled it in the moment. But my friend was saying to me, the same friend, she said, you know, the reason why this hurts so much is because it feels invalidating. Like invalidating of all the work that you have to put in every day um, to keep yourself you know, alive and well. And she said, you will, this will happen again. It will happen again. And so I took that into my session and I thought to myself, I need to arm myself with the tools on how to deal with this without getting upset and without taking it personally, but just to understand that not everyone has the level of understanding or empathy or whatever it is Mm. that maybe we do. And this is exactly what I mean when I talk about how being diabetic has made me much more empathetic to invisible illness or understanding of, yeah. That's why I wouldn't make it go away if I had the choice. Yeah. Or anything that anyone is dealing with that's like weighing on them that Mm. might affect their interactions that day. And granted, we've all got a responsibility to not project those things and affect other people's day negatively, but sometimes you're just not as chirpy, right? And diabetes living with type 1 diabetes has given me that understanding to such a higher degree yeah I I agree with you on that point yeah I can't believe you saw her again though I know what are the odds I was dying I was dying inside that's a very dog heavy park for someone who's afraid of dogs (laughs) well to be fair there's like a fun fair in the park and it opened on Saturday so she was with her kids and I think she was taking her children to the fun fair and I was just coming back and so I um just took took a little right turn before the alleyway I saw her and I recognized her straight away wow that's funny isn't it because I don't know if I would because of like how quickly that all kind of happens and how suddenly like panicky you are and it's the adrenaline isn't it when when things like that happen there was a lot of that but then she stood she instead of finding another seat she stood next to me and looked at me and then was texting on her phone and laughing like she was taking the piss out of me I was just like whatever babes enjoy your life if this is if this is if this is how you get your kicks then I'm like cool but I'm sad for you I'm sad about that so and that's the only way I think you can look at these things and you can just yeah Doing, doing your life as a wonderful human that you are. Type 1 on 1 The Diaries is kindly sponsored by Ipsamed My Life Diabetes Care. The My Life Ipso Pump is super small and light, so whether you want to run, dance, cook, or play with the kids, the Ipso Pump is designed to fit your life. You can now order your free demo pump, which is the exact size and weight of the real deal, at mylife-diabetescare.com. Let's take it back, Jen. You mentioned it earlier. And when you say crossing the border, I think about like guns and drugs and and mafia (laughs) gangs and 
you know, it sounds, crossing the border sounds like a movie. Yeah, I think I'd probably build it up into my head to be something like that. Like I knew it was going to be an adventure and I was really excited about it rather than being like Mm. nervous. But, you know, I am doing these mad new experiences a lot of the time. It's just like, okay, let's see how this one goes. (laughs) People do it. They sort of get local buses, get dropped at the border and you can actually walk through in no man's land (gasps) and then get on a local bus on the other side. But I was on a bus that was taking me right through. So I knew that there would be... 40 people doing exactly the same thing and a driver who literally does it every single day it's a process but it's an interesting one that I've never done before so let's see how this goes my day started very early the bus was at 6 a.m I obviously needed to leave plenty of time uh you've got to check in because you've got to pay like exit tax to leave the country and you need to show your passport and things like that because you're crossing into another country so very much in the dark when I woke up I'd packed everything but I suddenly realized like when I pack all my diabetes stuff, I've got my big suitcase with like my actual luggage in. I've got a backpack, which has all like my valuables in. And then I've got this extra holder, which is dire things. entirely diabetes things. Yeah. So it's um, my Dexcom and my Omnipod and like all my spares and backups and everything like that. And obviously when I'm flying, I keep Mm. it all together because it never leaves me. It never leaves my sight. And it's Mm. like good to have it all in one place because then I'm not like, where did I put the finger pricker? You know, Mm. but at four in the morning, half asleep, I realized that because I'm not going on a plane, it actually might make a lot more sense to separate it just in case. Because you sort of hear stories, you know, you have to keep everything within your sight, but you don't know if that's going to be possible. You know, sometimes they make you put things underneath. Yeah, especially on a bus. There's only so much overhead room. It's not designed for big packed holders. It's designed for little backpacks. So four in the morning, I'm suddenly like separating Dexcoms out and putting them between my backpack and my case and everything. Because I was like, okay, I want to make sure in each one, there's a month's worth at least. Just in case. I was just being careful yeah suddenly I was like oh my god have I got time to do this am I going to be able to book a taxi on time am I going to get there before I need to check in etc but it was all fine but it was you know it was a bit less of an organized start to the day than I had I had planned because I'd laid all my clothes out I'd been very very organized with this I love a bit of efficiency as well especially first thing in the morning so we get on this bus it's all fine I managed to stuff this whole door above me I'm sat next to this lovely nun and we start having a little conversation in broken I Spanish. She, yeah, she was just the sweetest energy. And it just, it was just really nice. So I sat chatting for a little bit. We get to the border. Obviously, there's a lot of paperwork to do. Everyone gets off. So if one person has something wrong or they haven't quite got the form right or they haven't paid the tax, they have to go to another queue. But everyone has to wait because everyone needs to get back everyone on the bus. Before. Together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's quite a long process. And I'm also like, running high because we stopped at a little food truck at the side of the road before we got to the border and I just cannot stop eating plantain here it is so good in all forms and it's very typical to have a sweet kind of fried version at breakfast oh my god it's the best so I was running at like 15 because we'd got off the bus and I hadn't realized that the food was on offer was on offer so obviously I injected quite late and I didn't pre-bolus and that sent me high and then I sat on a bus but So I'm just dealing with all these different diabetes things. But actually, all told, it was very simple. It's a process. But the day, it was supposed to be a four or five hour journey. And door to door, it was 12 hours. So 
Yeah, just long. Like there was some traffic. The rain came really heavy. So the road got quite muddy at one point. And then we stopped at the service station. Obviously, the crossing took a lot longer, various reasons. And then I got to a town on the other side. And from there, I had to get a taxi. And I'd met a girl on the bus who was also going to the same town as me. So I suggested we split a taxi. Hot tip travelers so there were just lots of elements to the day but I yeah stashed up all my snacks my cereal bars did get quite thirsty because of the high blood sugar and I ran out of water oh god that's my worst nightmare oh yeah and I'm a, I'm a thirsty girl as it is so that was probably my main error but I think all told I did quite well people were looking at me because I'm not a backpacker as discussed I've got this ginormous suitcase because I'm traveling so long Plus this whole hold all that I sort of look at in the mirror sometimes when I'm carrying everything at once. And I'm like, if I didn't have diabetes, you wouldn't be here. Like, I wouldn't have to carry you. Well, when the first time you went there, you had a whole small suitcase of diabetes things, didn't you? So you condensed. Well, technically, you'd think that'd be easier. But actually, wheeling two suitcases at once is is quite the task, especially on like, I'm not zipping through a slippery airport floor I'm on a like a dusty dirt road (laughs) like two suitcases is not the one but yeah this whole extra hold or sometimes I am like oh you but then I think do you know what you're bloody doing it you're doing it anyway despite the fact that you have to organize yourself in this way despite the fact that you as a lone traveler have to carry three bags instead of two good for you girl so I sort of give myself Mm. a little a little lift with that and as I travel the supplies obviously do lessen. So the bag does get lighter. Yeah, the bag gets lighter, <laughs> which means you can buy stuff and bring it home. Buy presents for Amy? No, not presents. You know me, anytime I go to a country, I love to buy things so that when people come around to my house, they go, oh my God, I love that. And you go, oh, I got it when I was in Mexico. When we're together, you want to buy like a whole massive six foot tapestry or a rug or like a sofa or something (laughs) I do so that when people come around to my house and they say I love that thing I can be a wanker and be like oh I got it when I was in Bali sorry um can we stop talking a sec I just remembered that thing that um happened when I was traveling yeah it's on my holiday well I've never been traveling so it's just me on my holidays we should go on another holiday because it really has provided us with 10 episodes worth of content so listen listen guys this is the only reason we do this podcast is so we can go on a holiday together jokes jokes if anyone out there wants to sponsor us to do with travel or if anyone's got like a house somewhere lovely that they want me (laughs) to go to that would be great in the name of escapades yeah it's literally for you know diabetic research and hashtag content absolutely everything is content isn't that the isn't that the line these days do it for the story that is my line it's got me in a lot of trouble slash a lot of joy depending on how you look at it so amy amidst all the moving and the packing and the horrible lady on the bus you did mention that you were getting a little dexcom trial in there i did mention that yeah so when i got home from the lady on the bus incident and then I went to the studio and then I went to diatherapy which is my official term for it now and then I got home and I did a bit of packing and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Dexcom I had to watch about 800 videos three to learn how to use it I don't even think it was three I think it was two videos and one thing but in the moment when I was busy and I was rushing out the door I was like I don't have time for this yeah 100% in all my details you want to do it properly so I wanted to do it when I had proper time and I Mm. could like put it on properly and stuff and in terms of like the instructions and getting the actual thing on and set up super easy 
Yeah, it's very simple, isn't it? Take a photo of the thing, like the barcode on this, take a photo of the barcode on that, put the thing in, position it, flip the thing off, press the button. Lovely time. Yeah. I have only realised now why it's such a big piece of kit to get it on. It's because of the way that it inserts. It's so automatic, isn't it? The cannula is very different to the one on a Libre in terms that it's very, very thin, but it's also very long. Um, Like the Libre one is probably less than a centimetre, isn't it? Whereas this is probably two centimetres long, I would say. I don't know. Yeah, you're totally right. The cannula is completely different. I never really considered that. Yeah, I didn't realise until I saw it. And the reason that I saw the cannula is because the Dexcom did not stick. I followed all the instructions it was late in the evening. It was a warm day. But even when it's warm, my Libre always sticks on for at least a little bit. And I've had one where I put it on just fell off, literally just fell off. And that's what happened with this Dexcom. Unfortunately, I put it on and I put the overpatch on and it just peeled off. So because you know, with a Libre, if the cannula comes out slightly, that's it, it's done. Mm. And so the cannula was hanging out and like I'm midway between packing. I don't know where anything is. I've like, I've got nothing to hold this on with. Like my, not even an armband, like my running armband packed it. Like there was nothing. And I was like, well, I can't keep it held on for 10 days. So in the end, I just let it do its thing. And, and it was eight minutes into the warm up time and it <laughs> fell off. Oh, God. Um, so I left it for that night because I was like, this has been such a day for diabetes. Yeah, that's a big diabetes day in fairness, start to finish. Yeah, it was a bit weird, actually. I barely pricked my fingers. Mm. I just decided to ignore it for a few hours and it was okay. Like I didn't die. I ate sensibly. So... Also, it was quite nice to like tune into my body a bit more. Yeah. And trust my body and know that like I don't feel anything. So that feels like I must be in range. Yeah, definitely. And anyway, the next morning I gave the Dexcom another go. Absolutely fine. Stuck like a charm. And it's been absolutely sweltering outside. I've been sweating my ass off, moving boxes and doing all sorts. And it has not budged. She's still there. How interesting. Yeah, I think I just had like a, I don't know, just an unfortunate maybe it was positioning I don't know anyway I'm gonna talk to Dexcom about it I was meant to call them today but it's everything's busy so I'm gonna call them tomorrow and hopefully they'll replace it so I get the full 20-day trial but I'll keep you posted how are you finding it at the moment oh I'm having a lovely time it's great apart from the fact that I'm having 80 million hypos a day so it goes (laughs) and you can't put it on silent the low alarm is is quite full-on isn't it yeah, it's really full on. But I love just being able to look at my watch and see what's going on. I haven't had to scan. I don't need to be next to my phone or with my phone in my hand. I don't need to be twiddling around with my phone and looking rude. And actually, the one thing that I I didn't consider would be the most helpful, which I have found the most helpful, is the arrows. Because on Dexcom, you get double up and double down, which gives you an indication of like how quickly you need to fix fix the problem. You know, like if you get... I think on Libre you get like diagonal down and and down, whereas on a Dexcom you get like diagonal down, down and down, down, double down. And so double down, knowing that a double down is there has been really helpful. So yeah. That's great. I also find this has got nothing to do with your actual blood glucose, but the Dexcom graph for me is just a lot more like elegant. And even if your blood sugars are way out of range, the Libre one looks 
so much more dramatic versus the Dexcom one. And to me, yeah, that does something to my brain. I'm like, ooh, smooth. Even though with the Libre one, it would be exactly the same numbers. It just looks more aggressive. Yeah. A Libre graph <laughs> is so dramatic. Yeah. And like it spikes up, down, very savage, red, red, red. Whereas Dexcom, yeah, it's like you don't see the like sharp up and down. It's always like a, because I guess because most of the time it gives you like a three hour view to start Right, yeah. I've actually been looking at it more on my watch, to be quite honest. Where I've just been moving and stuff. I'm just not really looking at my phone a lot. But yeah, I've found it great. Like I'm having a bloody lovely time. I just want to keep it forever. And so... Hopefully Dexcom can replace the one that fell off within eight minutes because um, I don't want to do just 10 days. I'm going to really begrudge going back to a Libre so soon. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? You don't know what you don't know. Like you were saying about tuning back into doing it manually or via finger prick. I think I've had that Mm. before where this tech is obviously here to make our lives easier, but with it, it is meaning that we don't have to tune in so much. And when I've gone back on finger pricks, I'm like, oh, yeah. I can do this and like yeah issues with access and all that aside that goes without saying it's fascinating how much of a difference these different things make and with that point about the graphs as well it just kind of goes to show that you need to think about the UX of these things because they can make you feel some type of way like the colors and Mm -hmm. the type of arrow and the type of graph and it it's all really important Even the sound of the alarm, I think, Mm -hmm. having the option to change the sound, I think is helpful because you can get to a point where some of those alarms are very triggering Yeah, because, you know, when you're high or low, it's a sign that something somewhere has gone wrong and that might not be your fault, but it's it's alerting you to something bad or dangerous. Yeah. And I think... Learned behavior, isn't it? Yeah. And I think one thing I'm finding out from diatherapy is that I blame myself all the time when things go wrong. And actually, I'm very much like, well, you should have known better. Yeah. And so it's I'm trying to learn to talk to myself as though I was another person in those situations and have more sympathy and empathy for myself and be like, listen, you did your best. It's cool. We move on. Yeah. But I don't. I'll um, beat myself up for ages. It's very natural. And I think it really is a message for us all. I certainly, once I realized I was doing it, realized exactly how much I was doing it. And I'm quite critical of myself Mm. anyway. And it's something I'm really trying hard to kind of step away from because it isn't fair and it's not nice and we don't deserve it. Like we're working so hard to do this. And the majority of the time we are just doing our best. And that doesn't mean it's right or wrong but I know we get like these very clear numbers that tell us we're getting it wrong and and that you've you've taken action that has caused that result and to step back from that and say okay but I did what I thought was right at the time or I did what I could with the tools that I had and the time that I had and the energy I had at the time and it's like we're all doing we're all doing our best yeah big like just big massive virtual podcast hug for us all I think yeah it's interesting really because I do think diabetes is one of those rare I mean I don't know about all the conditions in the world obviously not a doctor just a podcast producer but escapada I think that diabetes is I'm an escapada professional escapada Mm. I think that diabetes is rare in the sense that it is a condition where you can see very quickly yeah the results of your actions do you see Mm. Is that making sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You can see the result of your actions very quickly 
and also you can see it in number form mm. and it's like these numbers are good and yeah. these numbers are bad yeah. whereas I think with anything else even if you're talking about I don't know weight is the only thing I can think to attribute to numbers but you know it's the numbers are bad dependent on there's a, a sliding scale depending on your age your gender your height you know your but your bone density I guess like there's a whole bunch of different things whereas with diabetes it's like it doesn't matter how old you are how long you've had diabetes whether you're male female you know whatever yeah those numbers above a certain point it's bad yeah bad for your body there's no doubt about it and a number below a certain point is very bad Mm. I also think it's pretty unique living with type 1 diabetes in that you don't just get diagnosed and they say, here's your prescription, take two tablets a day and yeah. you're done. With type 1 diabetes, we have to learn this over time. The only way you can do it is to live with it. And then on top of that, you're doing it by yourself. And on top of that, every day is different. You can only learn what you need to a point before it's completely out of your yeah. hands anyway. So you're constantly trying to adapt to what you think it might need of you that day. And I I think from a medical condition that we have to self-manage so much of the time, the fluctuations and the considerations and the complexities of it are absolutely massive. Yeah. It's like... It's so easy to forget. Getting up and going to work every day, but every day you wake up somewhere different... And you still have to find work. And so one day you wake up at the foot of Mount Kilimanjaro. And another day you'll wake up in a hotel in a wonderful comfy bed that is like you come out of the room and your office is next door. You know, like some days are like that. And some days you've got to climb Kilimanjaro to get to work. To even get to work in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Which is how my last few weeks have been because I've had a hypo every morning for the last two weeks. Good times. You're very physical at the moment, aren't you? As well. And I'm the tired heat. and I'm hot. <laughs> I was talking the other week about my Dexcom Clarity and how much I love it because you just get one email and it's like, ta-da, here's your roundup of the last week. Mine's going to be mostly hypos when I get it. So it tells you your time in range and, you know, mine's not been great for the past few weeks. Not very, very high, but like steadily out above range. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, we're getting there with it. But I also got a push notification this week, which I must have turned on by opening the app or updating my phone or something. I got a weekly push notification from the Dexcom Clarity app, and I did screenshot it to send to you, actually. Because at the bottom of the Clarity email, it tells you if you've got any patterns so that you can maybe have a look and tweak yeah, if you need to, good. whatever. Yeah, and it's quite broad. It's quite vague. You know, you had a pattern of highs between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. So Okay. Got this push notification yesterday, actually. Last week, you had the following patterns. A pattern of nighttime highs. A pattern of daytime highs. I was like, oh, so I'm just high. I'm just high all the time. A pattern of all the time highs. (laughs) I was like, great, rocking it. Fantastic. Thank you. (laughs) But sometimes that's just what it is. I wasn't even mad. I was like, I know. Thanks. Nah, you can't be mad. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that you can't be mad. I do go through periods where I have like 
days, a few days of like 90% and above. And I'm like, ah, ha, ha, I'm smug, smug, smug. Mm. But then I also know it's not going to last. So when it goes tits up, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's all temporary. You can only do what you can do. So that's it. That's, that's, it. that's my motto. I'm so tired at this point. I've got nothing else to add. I'm sorry. You can do what you can do and you can keep listening to our podcast in the hopes that it makes you feel better because we're with you. We're doing it too. Yeah, and actually, it's I've been really struck by how many people have messaged me to say that they don't have any other type one friends. Mm. And that makes me quite sad because I feel like I've got quite a few type one friends. Um, and they were people that I knew before, before I was type one. And there have been people that I've met since I've been type one, like IRL friends, who knew? Um, so I am very lucky in that sense. But if you don't have a type one IRL friend, you can set off a, a podcast friend and um, we, we're happy to be that. So if you're feeling a bit lonely or just a bit of a way or you want to have a rant or whatever, just talk to another type one person, hit us up on the gram. You know where to find us now. We don't need to say it. They're on the bottom of the show notes as well. So if you want to find us that way, just look for the episode notes and you'll get us there. One thing I will say is somebody type one dropped me a note about my shoulder (laughs) that I've been bitching and moaning about on this podcast because I was seeing an osteopath and an acupuncturist Mm. and she was like, go see a physio. They will fix it for you. That's who you need to see. So that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Looking for love in all the wrong places. (laughs) Classic me. (laughs) Suspiciously. It's got quite a lot better since I've been hauling boxes around and not sitting at my desk. No, that's not allowed. Make of that what you will. No, we don't like that at all. We want to lie down. That's exactly what you need to do Can't now. wait to do some quality lying down this weekend. It's half past midnight, so I think we're going to wrap it up there and let Amy have a little nap before she moves more boxes tomorrow. Ugh. Thanks for listening, friends. We really, really appreciate you. We wouldn't be doing this without you. And yeah, we just hope you enjoy it. We'll be back next week for more. Yay, more. I promise to be more lively next week. Sorry, everyone. Just very tired. Love you. Don't say that. I think you're doing yourself down. Oh, I do sound tired, though. I can hear myself. I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. Bye. (laughs) 